Hey friends, if you know me, you likely know that I have a sweet spot in my heart for veterans. My father has a purple heart and the scars to show for it. Just recently, I learned that a common side effect of PTSD is hoarding. And those of us with aging parents have seen how quickly a lifetime of memories and keepsakes get stacked in boxes and closets, causing more and more clutter and stress over time. My friends at Florida Ceiling Home Healing are helping hundreds of folks, veterans included, in residential and commercial settings with decluttering, packing, organizing, itemized liquidations, and even biohazard and hoarding cleanup. They are offering a 20% off discount to our listeners here at Shock and Y'all. So you can learn more by calling 424-272-8892 or visit their website, www.fchhspaces.com. You can also text Nicole 20, your full name, your phone number, and email to that same phone number, 424-272-8892. You'll receive a 20% off discount just because you're a Shock and Y'all listener. My friends, we are not meant to do it all alone. The team at FCHH is here to help. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shock and Y'all, a podcast about our mental and physical fitness, spirituality, and your big, bold life. I'm your host, Nicole Shaka, and I am so grateful you're here. I train bodies for a living, but I'm even more interested in harnessing the mind and elevating your spirit. Every week, I'm speaking with exceptional humans or experts in their field, or folks who genuinely have a unique and valuable insight we can all benefit from. So get cozy or lace up your shoes, or keep your eyes on the road. And let's drop right in. Well, 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 fancy meeting you here. It's episode two, technically, technically second solo cast. Y'all, I'm going to say that I start a podcast and then only do solo episodes. That's how it's going to roll. You into it? Well, I just appreciate you being here. Title of this episode is called You're Not Ready. And when I say you, I mean me. I'm not ready. So I just got off a Zoom call with Erica Reitman, who is heading up this category of one membership that I'm a part of. And this Zoom call was awesome. It was just talking about the way your disturbing brain will interfere with your basic life decisions by talking you in and out of things unnecessarily. And the minute she said, You're not ready. I lit up with ideas because I, for one, have not been ready for all the big things I've ever attempted and followed through with. The biggest accomplishments of my life, I for sure wasn't ready for them. Becoming a mother, not ready. Opening a business, not ready. Getting married, not ready. Shockingly enough, getting divorced, definitely not ready. Living the widowed life, not ready. Creating an on-demand platform, creating that whole online experience, not ready. Starting a podcast, not ready. And I bet, I'm willing to bet that you can relate to this because if you think about it, it's the perfect excuse. No one is exempt. Everyone can think of a time when they're not ready to do something. And predominantly at the forefront of something really big, that's when you're going to feel it. (laughs) The most obvious time to feel not ready is when you have to jump two feet into something scary. So my question for you, 
Do you have a definition of what ready means? Do you have a definition of what that looks like for you? I do not. I think every situation is different in the regard that I'm coming from a different place and my intentions would be slightly different. But I'm wondering for you, if you're the type of person that needs to think things through, walk them through, have an Excel spreadsheet, God love you. God love you if you like Excel spreadsheets. Are we going to be friends? I don't know. Opposites attract Paula Abdul. But here's an idea. If you are the type that needs to go through every possible scenario, every possible outcome, maybe that's what you do. Instead of just not being ready and not doing the damn thing, you actually go through every possible scenario. What happens if your reputation is shot to the wind? What happens if you lose 10 grand? What happens if you are a huge success and actually wind up making 50 grand? What happens if you are a huge success and your reputation skyrockets and you have an entirely new set of demographic people that are just, they've been looking for you and thank God you're here. Thank God you did the thing. I'm just saying you could play that pros and cons game all day long. And I think for some people that's really helpful. The thing is though, and this is what Erica said that I really, it just stuck with me. The thing is, if someone offered you a million dollars, you'd figure it out. You'd be like, oh, you got a million dollars in a briefcase, like a 2004 TV show. I don't, did we, like, wasn't there a show? Wasn't there a show like a family feud? No, not a family feud. What was it called? Millionaire become a, wow. Listen, pre-COVID, I don't have a lot of memories anymore. I don't know what's happened. It's a time warp. Point being, if someone offered you a million dollars to get the thing done, you could do it. I guarantee you. So think about that. The other thing, and this is also personal for me, but I care about what people think. I think if you're honest, a lot of people do. So you have to, again, reconcile what that looks like if people are going to talk about you. Oh, that just reminded me. When I was like 14 and I was in a dance private with Melinda Songer down at Birmingham Dance Theater. And I was like so worried about something or other, how I was going to be perceived. And she said to me, Nicole, you need to worry when people stop talking about you. That's when you need to worry. And my little brain was like, okay, Melinda, well, you're pretty and you're talented and you live in Los Angeles, so you must know things. But in my heart of hearts, that made sense to me. Because you talk about people that are standouts. You talk about people that are pushing the edge. You talk about people that flop on their face, but you can't stop people from judging you. So if that's the hangup, if you're worried about how you're going to be perceived, yeah, you're never going to do anything. The other thing I think about, it all circles back to death now. You know, I lost my partner in September and my whole world imploded on itself. But now I think about the minute we transition, because I don't believe death is the end. I, I firmly believe that death is a gateway to something that we don't understand yet. So when you transition and you walk through your death gateway, do you think fluffy, high vibe frequency you is going to look down at human you and say, probably should have criticized yourself more. Should probably maybe not have 
live that life. Maybe you should have just stayed put, kept it safe, played it safe. No, absolutely not. 100% no, 100% no. We come down here to have this earthly, bizarro human experience so that we can do it not ready. So we can do it not ready. I also am a believer that, and these are, God, these are like separate podcasts entirely, these topics, but if you're worried about it being perfect, that's a trap. That's an excuse and that's a trap because ultimately that's about other people judging you and it's somewhat rooted in the need for control, right? You can't control what people are going to say about you. You can't even control an outcome of how you go to sprouts today and you think you're getting blueberries speaking from experience. Y'all, there are no organic blueberries in this town. I've gone to three grocery stores. What's going on? <laughs> Is it the beginning of the end? I also start to spiral out like that pretty frequently. So if you're new around here, I apologize in advance, but just be warned. I'm like, oh, great. So what happened was some bugs, some infested government mosquitoes got into those blueberries and now we don't have organic blueberries anymore. This is the beginning of the end. Oh my God. I mean, I hope it doesn't go like that, but you don't know what you're going to get. There's no guarantees in this life. There's not been anything driven home more clearly than that statement. And time waits for no one. So the thing is, do you believe in yourself? Maybe that's where you got to start and do a little soul searching. Because if you believe in yourself, if you believe that you are on your highest path or that you're at least attempting to get there on a daily basis by doing all the right things, at least propping yourself up and giving yourself the opportunity to soar, then go, do it. You're ready. You're as ready as you're going to be. And think about that. Like when I found out I was pregnant, this is a great story. I was married. We've been married four months. We literally that week were like, hey, we should talk about maybe having kids. A week later, I was pregnant. I was like, that's <laughs> great. I'm an incredible manifester, it turns out. I, and you can ask my friend Alicia. I was with my friend Alicia. We were at a bar. I may or may not have been drinking tequila, which is my drink. And we were watching a dance show and I was intoxicated, having the time of my life. And I was like, it's weird because I'm late. Like I'm like eight days late. My friend Alicia looks at me. She's like, you're pregnant. And said, I'm not. I will put money on it. I am not. She's like, great, we're going to CVS. And I was like, let's go. Let's go to CVS. So we went to CVS. We drove back to her house in Brentwood, peed on a stick, all positive immediately. Like I hadn't even, I don't even think I was done peeing. And it was like bright, positive, pregos, preg. And I have never sobered up so fast in my entire life. And then I started crying because we all knew all the worms inside of me and then Alicia and everyone that knew me knew that I wasn't ready to be a mom. I mean, I just got married. I was like, I was literally just unpacking boxes. Like where, where do we put this vase? Like, what is this? What is silverware? Oh, and it was game on. I wasn't ready. 
And I thank God every day. I thank God that it all timed out the way it did because my child is the greatest blessing of my life. The lessons keep on coming and I wouldn't change it for anything. Having lost Matt, I don't take a day for granted. I didn't before. I have to say it was a positive trait of mine. I would wake up and I, if you're a student of mine, you've heard this. I've talked about it in classes all the time. I literally wake up every morning. I put my hand on my heart. I'm like, I'm so grateful to wake up. I'm so grateful for this body. I'm so grateful for this bed. I'm so grateful that I get to do the job that I get to do. I'm so grateful for the exciting things that are coming. I'm so grateful. I've done that for as long as I can remember. But since Matt has passed, I just don't play around. It's not like there's a sense of urgency, but there's a sense of cherishing. I want to cherish it. I'm going to do the things. Like the reason why I have a full face of makeup on right now and I curled this hair. I'm horrible at hair. I'm horrible. If anyone wants to send their hair people over to fix this hair, the reason I have a full face of makeup and my hair is curled is because I'm got invited to a last minute, like SNL stand-up comedy show with that comedian who I'm obsessed with. Um, he's not new. Sebastian with the M. Sebastian, the guy who talks like this, you know, I love him. I can't remember his last name, but I love him. Anyway, I wasn't ready. I didn't want I, this morning. She, my friend Taya is like, are, are you going? Are you coming? Can you do it? And I was like, not really. Okay. But you only live once. So I'll figure it out. So we're going, cherish it. Time waits for no one. Okay. I wish I could support you. I wish I could know what it is that you're on the fence about. I wish I could know what it is that you're thinking about doing, but you're just talking about how you're not ready. Can you tell me? Can you DM me? I don't know how this works. I don't know how podcasts work. I want you to know that I believe in you. I want you to know that you living your best life is beneficial, not only to you, but everyone around you. It's a wonderful example for your children. It's a wonderful example for your family. It reinforces who you are and what you've come here to do, which is to have a bloody human experience, not to sit back and play it safe. So that's that. All right. I am going to wrap this up so I can go pick up my son from school put on a snazzy outfit and hit this comedy show. Cause I'm all that this is what we're doing <laughs> in the meantime. I love you so much. I hope you're having the best day of your life and I'll see you next time. Okay. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to shocking y'all today. This is a passion project like no other, and it wouldn't be possible without your support. Please like, download, follow, share, which sounds like a lot. So maybe just one of those will suffice. Please check out my online programming at sweatandstillness.com. Grab a copy of my best-selling children's book, Yoked on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I hope you gathered plenty of light nuggets and personal downloads from today's episode. I will see you next time. Okay, I love you. Bye.